things were not going to get easier. It's going to be unpleasant and it's not going to be fun, but it's going to be challenging and I'm going to be able to take it. Hey everybody and welcome to the show. Today we're in the middle of an eight-week series focused on building resilience. We'll be talking about why resilience is important, how to become more resilient, and talking to some of the most impressive and resilient people on earth. If you want to live a more interesting life by challenging yourself to do the impossible, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey everybody, today's episode was originally set up as two episodes, but they both ended up being a little short and they're both about strategies that I use to keep going when I don't feel like it. So today's episode is a little mashup of both of them. So you're gonna have the first episode and then you're gonna have the second episode. Think of it like a combo episode. You're welcome. Extra Impossible Radio, no charge. So jump in today's episode. Here we go. Let's do this. Hey everybody, so today the title of this podcast is called Expect It To Be Hard. And the reason I wanna talk about this today is is I wanna give you a simple little tool to sort of reframe and shift the way you think about problems, about difficulties, about obstacles, about things that come up and how you can kind of shift your mentality in order to make uh, approaching it easier. And, And the reason I feel like we have a lot of issues with people even deciding to do hard, difficult, impossible, things. There's there's kind of a social stigma against doing difficult things. We have entire websites focused on hacks, on life hacks, on shortcuts, on, on how to do daily tasks easier and easier and easier and quicker and quicker, take less time, and basically making everything really, really simple. We, we rarely talk about actually facing up to big, difficult, impossible challenges, mostly because they're hard, they're difficult, and <laughs> most people, uh, it obviously self-selects uh, out a lot of people who aren't interested in pursuing stuff that is difficult, that is challenging, and that has the potential to improve themselves. But what you'll find is, and I think I think Tim Ferriss wrote about this in his book, or there, there there's been multiple quotes about it, where it's actually easier to do difficult things than it is to do easy or mediocre things because everybody's trying to do the mediocre things, the easy things, the simple things. And very few people are trying to do the impossible, trying to be extraordinary, trying to be doing something that's difficult because hard things self-select out a whole bunch of people who who just don't have the mental fortitude to go out and and try it to go out and do it. And so so today instead of talking about a life hack, how to make things easier, how to th- make things uh, simpler. Uh, the, the title of the podcast is called Expect it to be hard. And what I basically want you to do is if you go into a situation and you go into a new scenario. Most people go into it and they kind of expect it to be a little bit easy or they like it to be easy and, and they kind of go into the situation and, and as soon as it, it's not easy, as soon as it's not immediately solvable, it seems difficult. And because they come into it with the mentality of, oh, I, I really hope this is easy. I hope this doesn't take too much work. I hope I can get it done kind of quick and it doesn't inconvenience me too much. Uh, they, they sort of think, uh, that as soon as an obstacle comes up, even if it's not a very big one, it seems insurmountable. And all of a sudden, these things that are not really that big of obstacles uh, get turned into these big insurmountable obstacles because you go in, into it with the mentality that, oh, it should be easy or, oh, I really just want to do as little work as possible. And as soon as something pops up that's not exactly the easiest thing in the world, all of a sudden, things seem really difficult. And so, 
If you shift that before you even get into the thick of it, you know, whether you're doing a race, whether you're doing a new project, whether you're starting a business, whether you're just changing a, a habit in your life, instead of going to be like, oh yeah, I'm assuming success. I'm assuming that this is going to be super easy off the bat. I'm assuming that it's not going to take too much work. Do the opposite. Before you even get started in a task, assume that it's going to be hard. Expect it to be hard. Expect it to be really, really difficult. Welcome all the challenges that are coming. And you can even go as far as listing out all the different obstacles you expect to hit along the road and, and be as detailed and as comprehensive as possible. And, and this might sound a little bit counterintuitive because, you know, why would you psych yourself out? Why would you write down all the things that could potentially go wrong or the obstacles that could pop up along the way before you even get started? I would agree for most people, it would have the potential to psych them out. But at this point in the game, I'm under the assumption and I'm expectant uh, of you that you're action oriented. You have a bias towards action. Action. And that when you say something's going to be done, it's not a matter of if it's going to be done, it's a matter of when it's going to be done. So while it might sound a little intimidating to write all these things out, what you actually do is you, you build out not necessarily a plan, but you build out an expectancy for these things to be difficult, these things to be challenging, and these things to be hard down the road. And then when in they pop up because they're going to pop up and it is going to be difficult and it is going to be hard at some points uh, throughout your journey. No matter if you're doing anything worthwhile, it's going to be difficult. And so if you get out in front of that and you say, okay, I'm expecting it to be hard. In fact, I'm welcoming that. And here's all the things that could potentially go wrong. I'm I'm not just hypothesizing that they're going to happen. I'm I'm expecting that they'll happen and I'm expecting that I'm still going to be strong enough to to keep going through that. Uh, what happens when you do that is is you get out in front of it and then when it comes and hits because it's going to and it doesn't seem as as insurmountable as it might if you just uh, expected it to be easy. You figured out a new life hack and all of a sudden it didn't work exactly how you wanted it to. You you, ex- you went into it expecting the challenge and when the challenge showed up, it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't worrisome. It was welcomed and and you're able to face up to the challenge and take it on. I have a, I have a story about this I like to tell. A couple years back, I was doing my first hundred and 12 mile bike ride and I was in Indiana I I I was in I lived I was living in Chicago at the time and uh I I read something about a 100 something mile bike ride in Indiana over by where my grandparents are from and I didn't know anything about it but I knew it was that weekend and then it was like 30 bucks, I think. And so I I signed up for it because one of the things I'd want to do for a long, long time was do a hundred mile bike ride. And I didn't know very much about it, but I knew Indiana was really, really, really flat. And I expected it to be about as easy of a a race or 112 mile bike ride as it could have been. Um, And I hadn't trained quite that much. I think I just did a Tough Mudder the weekend before. And so I was in pretty good shape, but I hadn't been cycling a lot. And so I go to this race. It's a, it's about a four hour drive over that way. And I kind of went into it with this expectation that eh, it was going to be hard, but it wasn't going to be that hard. It was going to be relatively easy and it wasn't going to be too much of a challenge. For the first 30 to 40 miles, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was nice and sunny. There's a ton of people out there. There's a bunch of different race distances. So people were doing, I think, uh, like a 12 mile race, a 30 mile bike uh, event, and then like a 50 mile event. And so throughout that time, there's a lot of people around. And then around mile 40 or 50, I think the, the, the 50 mile bike 
bike ride started to kind of veer off and head back home. And there were a lot less people doing uh, the 100 plus mile bike ride. About that time, the, the person I was riding with had kind of veered off and they basically called it in around 56 miles or so. And so I'm, I'm out at the 56, just a 60 mile marker somewhere in there. And, and pretty much everybody's gone. I don't see anybody around me at all. And I'm in the middle of Indiana. And, and up to that point, it had been pretty flat, but we were starting to hit some hills. And this is when it started to get really bad. We started getting all sorts of of all the terrible things that could have gone wrong started to go wrong. I lost everybody, so I was out there by myself. And so the the fun community ride that we were gonna do, the you know, with my friends and everything, turned to just Joel. And then all of a sudden, it started raining, and not just a little bit of rain, but a lot of rain. It started really coming down. I think there were tornado warnings. Tornado watches, tornado warnings. I'm not quite sure which one is which. Uh, there was no touchdown, but they were they were expecting uh, one to touchdown. Um, so I'm not quite sure which one is which, but maybe you weather guys out there can help me out with that. But it starts hailing. The winds are whipping around. I think it were like 40 to 60 mile per hour winds. And it just gets really ugly or really quickly in a, in a space about 15 minutes right after everybody had kind of disappeared. And at this point, I'm really far away. I'm, I'm pretty much halfway through the race. And so there's no way I can kind of go back. So I I basically decided that, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same distance for me to go back as it is to finish the race. So I'm just going to finish the race. Um, and I didn't have a cell phone on me. I did have my cell phone on me. I didn't have any reception. And so I wasn't able to make any phone calls or anything. So I, I basically all alone in the middle of Indiana, I decided I was going to start finishing this race. And so I, I started going and as I kept pedaling, <laughs> things kept getting worse. So we had the rain coming down. We had the tornado warning. Hail starts coming down. And we have the winds that are just kind of blowing you pretty much off your bike while you're trying to pedal. And again, I'm not the, the best cyclist in the world, but I was having a little bit of issue with it. <laughs> and there, there were parts where you literally couldn't pedal up the hills anymore because it was just not possible. You'd get off the bike and you'd walk it up the hill because the wind was so strong. And about five minutes into this scenario where it was just starting to downpour. There was hail coming down and the winds just kind of picked up out of nowhere. I, I, I kind of got to this point where uh, I did it for five to 10 minutes or whatever. And then at some point I, I, I stopped and I, I kind of straddled my bike and I just kind of started talking out loud to no one in particular. And I just said, are you kidding me? Are you, are you, are you kidding me? Is this really what's happening? And at that point, up to that point, I had kind of expected it to be easy. I expected it to be not, not easy, but like I said at the beginning, uh, I thought it would have been the easiest way to do a hundred some miles on a bike that you could do. And as I started hitting these hills and hitting these, this wind and, and, and getting in the middle of this storm, I started to realize, uh, my assumptions were not quite accurate. And so after, <laughs> After a little bit of literally just yelling into the wind, I decided right then and there that I was going to finish this race. And I decided right then and there, things were not going to get easier. Things were probably going to be like this for the rest of the day. It wasn't looking like it was going to get any nicer. If anything, it was getting darker outside, so it was going to get colder. And I just decided that I'm okay with that. And I'm expecting all these things to be to happen and all these things will happen and it's going to be unpleasant and it's not going to be fun but it's going to be challenging and I'm going to be able to take it and I'm going to be I'm going to be able to beat it and I'm I'm going to finish this thing and I basically started saying out loud all the things that could go wrong I said 
this is this is where you guys if you if you've done extreme sports if you've done ultra marathons if you've done any sort of any sort of thing where you, you do an event where it basically takes you away from other people and you're just with yourself you, you'll probably be able to relate to this but I just kind of started muttering out loud as I got back on my bike and I started pedaling right into the wind and I started saying all the different things that I was, I was willing to take I was like okay I'm willing to be soaked out here you know for the rest of the the day. I'm willing to freeze my hands off for the rest of the day. I'm willing to get hit in the face with hail for the rest of the day. And and basically I said, I'm expecting all this stuff to happen. I'm expecting it to come at me. And I basically determined that anything short of me breaking a leg on that stupid bike race was not going to stop me from finishing that stupid thing. I was just, I was, I was so mad at, at the wind and the rain and the hail uh, that were coming at me. It was just a personal vendetta. It was me versus the weather at that point, And the weather was not going to win. And... <laughs> It's. I laugh about it because I could just I could step back from myself and I can kind of like see myself like this really like I wasn't I wasn't even the most prepared for for hailstorm at all and I was just you know you step back if you could step back from you know being in the first person and look at yourself from a third person perspective it probably looked really ridiculous but what I just said I said I'm not willing. To, to let this weather beat me. And I don't know if that was stupid or not, but that's what I decided was going to happen. And sure enough, it took me a long, I don't remember, I don't remember how long that took me to finish the race. Still probably a couple, I think it was like another three hours or closer to four and a half or something like that, which is way too long for that distance, by the way. But just between between the weather and, and, and everything else, I think it just pushed me back. But I basically just decided I'm not going to not finish this. It's just not going to happen. Like I said, I'll break my leg before I will not finish this race. And uh, sure enough, all the things that I put said out loud came true. The rain picked up, the wind picked up, the hail got bigger. The hills on the back half of the course, apparently uh, we picked the one route in Indiana where the back half is just all hills. And I'm like, I, my grandparents lived out in Indiana. I've got family all over Indiana. I grew up like, right in that arena and I, I'd never seen hills like that before. And all of a sudden they're coming out of no nowhere. But every single time one of those things popped up, instead of being like, oh, this is so hard. This is difficult. I'm cold. I'm tired. And this is not fair to me. And this is the worst thing that could have, you know, this is the worst perfect storm of events that could have happened. Uh, instead of taking that attitude, I basically turned it around on itself and said, <laughs> I just started laughing. This is when you know you're going a little bit crazy, guys. But I just started laughing uh, because I'm like, yeah, I, I knew that was coming and I called it earlier and it's happening. And it's it's not affecting me. Obviously, cold and wet, and uh, a little bit mad at that point. But it's not affecting what's going to happen because I'm still finishing this thing. And every single time one of those things happened, it just stre- instead of instead of weakening my willpower or whatever, it started to strengthen my resolve because I started saying, "I knew, I know that's coming. Uh, I know that's going to happen." And sure enough, it did happen. And I'm still stronger than that. And so through that whole process, I think I finished, like I said, it took me much longer than it should have. I don't even know if I have that race time anywhere, if it, you even call that a race. But I, I got to like the 100 mile marker. I, I remember my, my odometer clicking over the 100 mile marker and I had like 12 miles left to go. And I came down this hill and at the 100 mile marker, I was like, you know, it's, it's sort of a mental victory and and you just got a, a little bit left to go and you know you can clock it out and, and just you know, a few more minutes on the road and you're sore, you're tired, you're wet, 
you're freezing. And uh, I remember coming down the hill right after, like I peaked the hill at about the hundred mile marker and I started to come down. And I just remember in my head of thinking, yeah, I got this. I got this. And as soon as that happened, uh, I came down to the bottom of the hill and I turned left onto this next road. And between the two roads, there's just this, uh, sort of real thin sheet of gravel. And I, I saw it coming, but it was one of those things where you couldn't, <laughs> you see it coming, but you can't react fast enough. You just say, oh no, this is not going to be fun, is it? Uh, and right like 100.1 miles or something like that, just completely bit it and wiped out. Uh, and it, that was the one thing I didn't actually expect. I, I expected, you know, maybe something would have my bike or whatever, but I didn't expect to just completely wipe out. And I remember just wiping out and just being like, all right, well, touche race you guys came up with something that i did not think about it's probably pretty obvious but i just didn't think that i would uh end up wiping out on my bike i thought i'd have more control on that and i just remember thinking at that that hundred point one mile mark is like touche race touche but you're you're still not still not going to win and uh, i remember getting back on my bike and i my my clothes uh, my whole left side was kind of torn up and i still have the think jacket that's just got uh it's kind of ripped up uh because of the gravel and everything um and i think i had a bruise um and a couple scabs or something like that but nothing nothing super serious or injured and i remember thinking okay leg's not broken leg is not broken i can still pedal i can still do this and so i just kept going and i think um you know, 12 miles later, I, I crossed the finish line and, and I finished it. And at that point, there weren't that many people that had actually stuck it out on the course. A lot of people, I think a couple of people had kind of uh, gotten in past the storm or something like that. Um, but a lot of people cut it off at, at the 50 miles. Um, and, and most people uh, kind of got picked up by a truck that went around um, after a little bit. So, um it was one of those things that I don't know if it was the smartest decision. And I, I, I'm not advocating that you should go bike 112 miles in a potential uh, tornado situation. But it was one of those things where you jump into a situation that's that's going to be difficult or it's going to be challenging. It's going to be something that you've never done before. It's going to definitely push your limits. And that was my situation. I think I had done 60 mile rides, 70 mile rides, something like that, but I hadn't done quite that distance before. And so when you get into those things, things are going to come up. Things are going to be difficult. Things are going to be challenging. And most people, where most people screw up is they go into it and they say, this is going to be easy. I'm expecting to succeed and it should be just simple and, 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 and all the stars should align. It should just all work perfectly just for me because I'm special. And as soon as one of those things doesn't ring true, and as soon as like one tiny little thing uh, pops up, and it doesn't even have to be a big thing, they give up. And they just go home and they say, oh, well, it wasn't meant to be. And And that's why so few people do challenging things. It self-selects out these people that that just give up when when things get not even really hard, just slightly tough. And I'm not trying to do something where I call out a, a huge section of the population because I think this goes in phases and everybody has times where uh, they've been mentally tough and, and sometimes you're mentally weak. And I've, I've certainly had those times myself. But what I'm striving to do is to become one of those people that 
consistently chooses to do the difficult things, to do the hard things, to do the challenging things, not just because they're hard or, you know, you, you like putting yourself through pain, but because it makes you better. Because every time you try something new that pushes your limits, that be, that's beyond your current set of capabilities, you learn something and you grow in a way you haven't grown before and you're able to do something better than the way you were able to do it before. And that's the type of person that I'm striving to become. And, and, and the best way to kind of, it's just mind hack your way around it is to not go into situations expecting it to be easy, but to go into them expecting them to be hard, anticipating the difficulty and welcoming the challenge that it brings. Because that's why you're out there in the first place. You're out there to push your limits, to challenge yourself. And when that challenge shows up, you don't shrink from it, but step into it, lean into it. And <laughs> and if you're as crazy as I am, you can laugh into the wind. As the wind, the hail, and the rain are coming down around you, you can laugh into the wind and you can keep pedaling and you keep moving forward in spite of the challenge, in spite of the hardship. And that's how you do difficult, hard, challenging, and impossible things that push your limits, make you better. So that's today's podcast, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope it was practically useful for you uh, in one way or another. And I hope that you guys leave this podcast and when you're walking around today, that you don't just shy away from opportunities for growth, but that you step into them, that you lean into them, that you welcome the challenges and that you get better because of them. All right, guys. So the first episode is all about expecting it to be hard and continuing to choose to do it anyways. The next strategy is a little bit more a holistic strategy, a little bit more about seeing a bigger picture about what you're doing and what you're up to. So that's what the next piece of this episode is all about. So enjoy. Hey, everybody. So today I want to share with you a real life technique that I use to get past those times when you feel like you want to quit, where you want to give up, where you don't feel like you have anything left, where you're tired, you're worn out, and you really just want to go home. And this is a technique I've, I've started kind of referencing it. You might have heard it in a couple of podcasts, but uh, I call it telling the story early. And this is something that's helped me a lot in, uh, when I'm doing races, when I'm coming up against challenges or obstacles in my business when I'm coming up to things that are giving me a rough time in general. I use this technique and it, it tends to help. And basically what this is, if, if in order to understand the technique, you have to kind of back up a little bit. And for me personally, when my life started change, it's when I, I had one simple realization. And uh, I think it was probably about five years ago, I was sitting at home in my parents' basement watching Burn Notice and watching people online and looking at all these stories that other people were telling, you know, with their own lives, but also, you know, in movies and kind of losing myself in the stories and fantasies of like spy stuff and superheroes and all this other stuff. I read a book, it was called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And basically the entire concept of the book is it, it asks yourself, you know, is if, if your life was a story, would anyone want to watch it? The author of the book basically had this big bestseller book and someone wanted to turn it into a movie and he realized that in order to turn it into a movie, they actually had to go through the book and edit a few things and change a few things in order to make it a better movie. And he started realizing that, okay, well, the book that he had written was more of a memoir. So it was more like his life story. And so he's going back and through and editing his life. As he was doing that, he started thinking about his current life and, and he was starting to 
realize the the elements that make a good movie that make a good story and he started looking at his life and he started saying you know how can i start incorporating those elements into my life in order to start telling a better story with my life and sort in order to start living a better story and he basically set out to do those things he started biking across america he he went and met his dad who he, he hadn't seen in a couple decades he climbed machu picchu and he started doing these things that you know he had kind of wanted to do but in the past he had kind of taken a back seat to the story that his life was telling and so i read this and i was in my parents' basement, trying to get a job at Starbucks. Hopefully, maybe eventually one day, I was able to eke out a job at the UPS store for like six weeks. And I was I was reading this, and I started looking at my life, and I, I was watching where I was spending my time, where I was putting my energy, and where I was putting kind of my like dreams. And I was into all these television and movies, and I was watching, getting lost in the blogs of people like Chris Gillibo, who was traveling to every country in the world. And I saw these people, and I said, hey, well, those are really good stories. I'd love to do that someday. But then I automatically disqualified myself from it. I said, nah, but that's meant for other people. It's not meant for you. And what happened when I read that book was I started looking at my life and I, I asked myself the question, you know, if, if your life was a story, would anybody pay attention to it? Would anybody want to watch that movie? Or would they, you know, if your if your life was a movie, would people walk out in the middle of it? And I realized, you know, if my life was a movie up to that point, it'd be a movie about a guy sitting in his base, parents' basement watching a movie. And that's kind of a, a pretty boring plot line. And so... <laughs> I decided that all these things that I had wanted to do, I was going to go out and do. And so that was the start of it. But as I started to kind of look at myself as this character, like in a, in a movie, you have a character, you have a script written, and you have a character in it, and he kind of follows along with the script and whatever the writers have written out for that character, he kind of goes out and, and, and does. But what I started to you know ask myself was, okay, yes, I'm a character in the story, but I also have... I also have like writer's control, you know, like I'm a contributing writer to the story. And so if if I find myself in a tough spot or if I find myself coming up to a decision where I don't know what to do, you know, instead of just asking myself, you know, what to do or, you know, giving up if it seems hard, I, I take a step back and I look at it from sort of the writer's angle. And I say, well, what would make the better story? What would make a good story in the situation? You know, what would, if I was watching a movie, what would I root for the character to do? That's where this technique that I call writing the story early, it comes from. And I think I talked about this with Kyle Maynard and and a few other ways, but the idea is when you get into a place where you want to give up, you want to quit, you're in mile 20 of a marathon, you know, you're in a real tough spot with the finances of your business where you, you just don't know, you know, you're, you're in a relationship where you're just having trouble. You, you're, in a, you're in a place where you just don't know how to take the next step. The, the easiest option seems to be give up, go home and, and just call it in and, 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 and quit and just stop trying. My favorite technique is just to step back out of it, kind of remove yourself from the situation and say, if I was watching a movie, how would I want my character in this situation to act? And then realize that you have sort of a writing control edit of this story, of the of the story that you're in. And instead of jumping to the fore, foregone conclusion that, okay, I need to give up, I need to call it in, uh, I need to be done with this, stepping back and saying, okay, what do I want the story to be? Because remember, I am 
partially in charge of the situation. I'm pretty much, you know, my reactions and my actions here are basically the only thing I'm in charge of. And so if I was going to write the story, how do I want the story to end? How do I want the story to go? And what would I as a writer, not even as a person right now, but as a writer, want this, How what direction would I want the story to go in? And when you step back from that and you kind of remove your emotions from it, the answer tends to be pretty clear. You know, you've never seen a movie where you've never seen Frodo in the Lord of the Rings and he gets the ring and then he just says, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take this challenge. I'm just going to I'm going to give it up. I'm not just going to go on this adventure because it's going to be hard. The bigger the challenges, the better the stories tend to be. If you watch Star Wars, you never see a Luke. They're, they're talking about blowing up the Death Star. You don't see him like, ah, you know what? That actually sounds pretty difficult. Let's just not do it and let, let's go home instead and just like give up. That doesn't happen because that doesn't make a good story. If you're watching the Avengers, the last one, you don't see them just like, hey, you know, the world's getting torn apart, but we're just, you know, it's probably too tough for us. We're just a few people with superpowers and it, we can't, we can't really make a change. So we're just, we're just not going to even try. We're not even going to fight. We're just going to give up and the bad guy's going to win. That never, ever happens in a movie. That never happens in a really good story. And if you're living your life like a story, that should never happen in your life. Giving up and choosing the easy way and just going home when it gets tough that's that's a really cheap way to end a story that's a really quick way to piss off a bunch of moviegoers who paid $14 to come see a movie and so if 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 you would be pissed about that in a movie why would you even contemplate doing that in your life and so that's the technique that I like to call you know writing the story early write the story that you would want to see happen beforehand and then when things get tough you expect it you anticipate it you see it coming and and you know what's happening and then as you experience those obstacles as you experience the challenges you instead of giving up when it's tough you say hey yeah that was tough i'm i'm going to keep going beyond that i'm going to keep going in spite of that and i'm going to keep persevering and enduring through that because that's what i would want a character to do and you know if it doesn't make for a good story then why would you why would you if you would have spent two hours watching a movie of that, why would you spend your life as as much time as you have on this earth? Why would you spend your life constantly avoiding a good story? And that's the challenge. So, yes, it will be hard. Yes, it will be difficult. Yes, it will be challenging. But if you can get broader perspective of the overall story that you're telling, what the end result and payoff will be, and what exactly you're going to be getting out of this, you're going to get, you're almost going to tap into a another reserve that you didn't know you had because all of a sudden, instead of it just being, okay, this pain right now, right here, this, you know, this challenge, this difficulty that I'm dealing with, there's a much broader story at play. You're, you're part of a much bigger group. You're part of a much bigger story going on and your character is is depended on to make a good decision to, to continue the story because if the story ends and then the, the the movie gets boring and 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 you don't want that to happen with your life at least i don't so that's the technique i like to call telling the story early tell yourself the story you want to experience and then go out and live it and have the courage to to get out there to live it to to face those challenges and not back down and not quit early because so many people do and so many people cheat themselves out of experiencing challenge experiencing growth and telling a great story so that's my challenge for you guys today get out there write the story that you want to be telling live a great story live a story worth watching live a story worth writing about and go do something impossible. See ya.